Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick rounding out the crew at the moment as we navigate the latest boating news and information. Uh, man, a lot has happened since our last broadcast. I'll tell you, I traveled out to the uh, the left coast, uh, did some boating on a cruise ship. And we are going to talk about it because despite what Patrick uh, always claims, that doesn't count as boating. In my world, it does. I was on a boat. And we'll get to that uh, soon enough. But there's other big boating news that we have to navigate through first. And uh, we hope to connect with uh, Captain Rusty, who is on site at the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. Uh, But uh, we've already had some uh, anecdotal uh, reports from uh, some of our, you know, uh, quasi-passengers, like uh, bandwagon jumpers. I don't know. Uh, refugees that we pick up uh, at sea every now and then on the world of boating. So, I don't know. What have you heard so far about the boat show, Patrick? Tell us what you got. Uh, lots of boats. Lots of boats. That's a good thing. I mean, lots of boats. I, I will say, and back me up on this, uh, so far for the boat show, I am hearing that they are doing tremendous numbers. That the, uh, the people that have shown up for the boat show in Fort Lauderdale this week uh, could be breaking records. I mean, big time. Because the weather has been awesome. Uh, what well, are you weather, hearing? Weather's been awesome. Well, you know, first, see, I was down there prior to right um, for all setup. the uh, the the festivities. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, great great uh, teamwork among you know the uh, the different boat companies and stuff like that, and dealers that are setting up. Um, a lot, a lot. Of, I don't, I don't think I was trying to find if there was any type of like a time lapse uh video that had been taken over the years maybe from one of the hotels there outside or showing just how involved that is in getting that particular show set up because even though it's it's based out of Bahia Mar and you've already got floating docks and stuff there to to set everything up and create the dealer spaces which are on the water and by that i mean they bring in floating more floating docks but then you have to you have to start with the end in mind so you got to start bringing in the boats getting those position then bringing in the floating docks and construct an even bigger floating facility if you will on the water before any of the actual uh, construction of the booths and and things like that can take place. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a tremendous undertaking, and it's it's only gotten more complex. Uh, certainly during the time that I've been involved with it, which is I don't know going on fifteen, sixteen years now. Right. Well, um, better or uh, I mean well, they've no, been doing it, it so it, long. I mean it's, they should have it down, it, it, don't they? It's it's not that as much as the way that the displays have evolved for the dealerships. You know, if you went back 20 years ago, you know, you got a, you'd got a couple desks, a couple, you know, uh, some chairs, you know, maybe a cooler with some drinks. And now it's all about basically the, the, the man, the smaller manufacturers, uh, if you will, 
have taken more of what the super yacht uh, displays were doing, say, 10, 15 years ago. So more about that luxury and creating an environment that is, you know, very welcoming, very uh, upper class, if you will. Right. Um, and uh, getting a, a certain vibe there going. So there, there, what has what has become is it is as important to have a uh, great display. And I'm not talking about the boats. I'm talking about the offices, the, the actual meeting areas there where customers come in. Yeah. And if they are interested and they sit down with the sales team or they talk with representatives from the manufacturers, that aspect of it has just it's it's the amount of detail that goes into those areas and not just for the manufacturer that i work for as as i walk the docks and just seeing you know the large crates getting unloaded and getting this stuff down on the docks it'd be easier if you helicoptered some of this stuff in probably Um, so yeah it's 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 so big but um yeah i mean they're basically uh building a floating city in fort lauderdale uh, yeah, it, it really it is. is. But as I said, what really has changed, what's evolved is the the lengths that the manufacturers are going to with their dealers to create these uh, meeting areas that are just, you know, next level. You know, there's certainly so much more. And it's 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 hard enough to do at a place like Miami, uh, you know, when we're we're in the convention center, doing it on the water presents a whole nother set of challenges when you're dealing with floating docks, electrical systems that weren't designed for um, a lot of the stuff that's going into these displays now. Uh, So, so hats off to everybody who put in all the setup teams that, that put in all the hard work and are going to be back down here on Monday, uh, packing it all up because as soon as you're, you're set up and running before you know it, you're heading back down and you're tearing it all down and, uh, creating it away for either Miami or for Lauderdale, uh, next year. Right. But what I have, if, if you go back, if you listen to, uh, uh, podcast of the show going back, uh, I don't know, say 10 years ago, when we started talking about the the change with outboard engines, you know, becoming more prevalent in larger boats, boats that 20, 25 years ago, you would never, ever had thought of putting, you know, triple uh, 425s on the back of a 42-foot flybridge sedan cruiser. People would have said, you're nobody would buy it. You know, you're insane. Mm-hmm. But joystick control has changed that. Uh, the the want of being able to trim those engines up out of the water and be free of any corrosion, the accessibility of the engines, uh, the maintenance aspect of outboards versus uh, V-Drive, IPS, uh, Zeus, any, any of those uh, pod drive systems, which are still great, and, and certain boats, you're, you're, just, you're not going to get away from those. What I saw this year, as say, as opposed to last year, the ex- and no pun intended, the explosion of electric boat offerings. Really? Okay. So it's Un- catching on then, huh? It, it is unbelievable. And I'm I'm going to step out on a ledge, so to speak. I'm going to say in, in the next five years, electric will be 40% of the All offerings right. in that show. You think that's going to be the big star of the show this year? Maybe just because I- there is so much of it out there or being put on display in Fort Lauderdale? I think there's some product out there that is really giving, 
boat buyers, uh, depending on where they boat, uh, it's giving them some options now because that phase of, ah, it's really kind of new and really not sure what you guys are doing, stuff that, you know, Correct Craft is doing with uh, Ingenity, with, you know, their their marine power systems, their electric drive systems, uh, the other manufacturers that are out there, Vision, uh, with setting the record with uh, twin electric outboards at Lake of the Ozarks, you know, for electric powered craft. I mean, in excess of, I think it was 100 miles. I know we did a story on, I think it was in excess of, it was like 105, 105 miles per hour. Fast. I mean, this, Very this, fast. this is not a joke anymore. It's not something that, oh, we go out and we're going to putt-putt around the lake. We're talking about true performance now, and they are working the battery uh, requirements extremely hard uh, to make it where it that the, the cost basis is going to be, that's why I say, going out about five years from now, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see about 40% of that show, spe- You know, certainly in the smaller boats, you're going to see more electric offerings. I know manufacturers, domestic manufacturers in the U.S. are building boats now, taking a lot of orders, building boats as blanks, which means no outboard engine installed, no control units installed, no uh, helm display installed. They're going to ship to the dealers, and the dealers, especially over in the European markets, are going to install electric motors uh, on these boats. All right. Well, that sounds, uh, I think that's a good thing for the industry overall. And who knows, maybe we'll have a, a someone come out on top after the Fort Lauderdale uh, you know, International Boat Show, like Tesla or something. We'll have to wait and see. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Posting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. 
successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. You can't have five people or ten people uh, in a boat. So if it is a family of four or five, like husband, wife, and kids, they're going to have to pick two of them at a time. They to would, go on yeah. The boat. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Grace Ball, where did you get the right to tell me how many people can come on my boat? Nobody asked that question. Whoa, really? It's on the boat or on the dock. Nobody said anything. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. We're your crew navigating the latest boating news and information and checking in on the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. Captain Rusty's down there on site selling boats for Jacksonville Marine or his Orlando location or Ormond Beach. He has like three or four of them. So he's kind of tied up at the moment, which is a good thing. Uh, business is good. I, I got a report from, uh, well, a couple firsthand reports, Patrick, and see if you these line up with what you heard or, you know, you were there for setup. But on Thursday, which is like, uh, you know, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous Day, it's like the preview day where they, they charge like an absorbent amount to, to get into the show. So you got to either know someone or have big bucks to even uh, enter the show, I guess. Or, as I said, go down to the staging area, get in line with all the uh, manufacturers, and just walk up to the window and say, yeah, I'm setting up for such and such. Right. And they'll, give you a little, they'll give you a little sticker. You put it on your shirt, and in you go. Yeah, you That's act like Captain you belong. Patrick's, yep, carry a hard hat and a clipboard, and you're okay. good to go. All right. Well, you could go that route, or you could go <laughs> legit. Either way, uh, whatever works for you. But uh, uh, one of my friends who did that, he said that Thursday was really rocking. He said it was cranked, it was full, uh, the weather was perfect on Thursday. Uh, I don't know if they got a little rain yesterday or not, uh, or, or what, but but uh, he said he was very impressed. He said uh, they were out in force, uh, looks like it's going to be a very, very strong show. And, I, you know, I think that bodes well for everybody, whether you're in the boating industry or just... You know, and a boating enthusiast listening to this show. I think that's good for everyone when business is good. You know, when the manufacturers are selling boats, probably selling, you know, try, they can't make boats fast enough still. So they still have that problem. But as Captain Rusty said, uh, I guess it was last week, he, he sees a storm on the horizon there. And he's a little concerned. So it'll be interesting to see after the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show if he still feels that way. Because he, he, he was saying that, uh, you know, all of a sudden things have kind of dropped off the last month or so as far as sales. And mm. and he was a little concerned. Was, and, you know, it's, it, and if there's a dip in the economy, you know, depending on what news channel you watch, you could feel a little uh, down in the dump. So he's a little concerned, but he's cautiously optimistic. Well, uh, the, that things the, will continue to go well for some of the boats he sells. It, certainly, there's there could be a concern there because of just the price point, and others which are kind of a higher end boat, uh, probably not so much because even with interest rates rising, uh, when you when you're getting into people that are looking at you know half a million, two million dollars on a boat or yacht. 
that's really not going to deter them very much. You know, they're still going to look for a deal, but here's what I do know from the manufacturer that I work for. Uh, my current role as the yacht portfolio manager, looking out at the white tag dates for boats that are on order, mm-hmm. it stretches all the way out into April of next year, which effectively means anything that's getting ordered from the time that I looked at uh, that uh, delivery report, people aren't going to take delivery. If you place, if you're placing an order today, you know, at Fort Lauderdale Boat Show, and this is going to hold true for a lot of domestic manufacturers, you're looking at spring summer of next year, which is not that far off, but still you're looking at spring summer of next year, which takes you through the 2020 2023 model year 2024 model year will start to change over will be you know uh, may june so there is still a healthy uh backlog of orders which marine manufacturers want and these boats that are ordered the domestic manufacturers are keeping a tight rein on inventory out in the field moving boats from one dealer to another if need be to make sure that it gets sold and that it's not sitting past so many days if you will right very very rarely are dealers ordering you know a a 1.5 million dollar yacht on spec you know because how do you order it with what options Mm -hmm. you know then you're going to get somebody walking down to the lot and saying oh really but gee i really wish it had the sea keeper stabilizer well, yeah, you could add it now, but um, it's it's uh, uh, that that's a that's a pretty expensive undertaking. So it, they may have one as a demo, if you will, to to be able to walk people through. But I think you're also going to see that aspect of the industry changing as well. Where uh, I'm going to say 10, 15, let's say 15 years out, dealerships are going to be less prevalent, and it's going to be more online ordering. Uh, outfitting your boat and then going to a having it delivered uh, coming out of a from the manufacturer to regional distribution from there it gets rigged up and they assign a captain to go out and meet with the customer and the service manager and that that's going to be the model that goes especially as one water snaps up more and more dealerships and starts to uh marine max is taking serious serious uh note of what they're doing because it's just not dealerships they're grabbing manufacturers uh they're grabbing uh marinas uh, so it's it's that you're going to wind up with two dominant uh you'll still have your mom and pop dealers but you're going to wind up with two main players in boat sales in the united states being marine max and being one water right but uh those dealers and you know dealers uh, dealerships like uh Cam rusty's I mean, Fort Lauderdale Boat Show is a major sales, uh, yeah, you know, thing for him. So, you know, he when he gets down there, the fact that he's having trouble connecting with us today because he has too many sales meetings might be a good sign that things are going to continue to be high in demand. And that's what he was a little concerned about uh, last week or the week before that that things were kind of falling off a little bit. But maybe this will be the uh, you know, yeah, but, shot in but, the arm that he wants for the rest of the year, for or you know, for 2023. 
for the yeah, whole but year. We, we even looked at this and said, you know, even if there's a, and we predicted a fall off, everybody predicted a fall. Eventually you can't, the, the manufacturers in the United States couldn't, cannot sustain the level they're at with uh, the uh, supply chain issues that continue. They're lessening. They're becoming, you know, it's, it's, things are getting better, certainly, but you still have some supply chain issues. You still have an employment issue because building boats is a hands-on job and to get people in and get them trained on a specific function on building a particular model boat there's there's time invested there while all the while trying to keep the production rate going across your different product lines well there you go and uh well we'll just have to wait and see how this uh, progresses through the uh, fort lauderdale international boat show more coming up stay close you're listening to the world of boating radio network Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast come on please what are you standing around for here get on board get on board don't fret don't try This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, rounding out the cruise. We navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, so I'll tell you what, um, you know, as I said earlier, uh, as we kicked off the show, that I just spent some time out on the West Coast and uh, did a cruise up and down uh, California, you know, hit uh, Santa Barbara, uh, San Francisco, San Diego, Ensenada, Mexico. It was on Princess Cruise Line's newest cruise ship. Very state-of-the-art when it comes to cruising. 
And I, uh, uh, here it goes. It doesn't, get, but it does count as boating. I mean, they even have bars that have a, a boating theme on the cruise ship. I mean, you oh, feel that, that very nautical. makes it, you know, well, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that go on these cruise ships, Patrick, that, uh, so it's a floating know, hotel that moves. It, well, it is, but they, they do <laughs> enjoy boating. being on the water and, and that is part of boating. I mean, that <laughs> just because you don't. You know, even if you don't have your own boat, if you like being close to the water and you want to be on a boat, on a vessel, you want to have that nautical vibe, you want to have the ocean breeze blowing through your hair and, uh, you know, on the balcony of a fancy cruise ship that has a bar called Schooners and it has all kinds of nautical uh, furniture in it. It, I mean, they I'll tell you what, they, they went all out on this cruise ship. It was pretty impressive. Hey, do, they, do they put little concern. umbrellas in the drinks? Of course they do. Uh, it's not boating. It's, what, it's, not, okay. it's not boating it counts for something it does it counts it does. for a love of nautical themed stuff and i well, think that applies to some uh cruisers not all it, but some i think it that, does that 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 brings up an interesting topic if you will i want to i want to pose a question not only to you yeah but to our uh our our hundreds of thousands of millions of listeners right um whether they're listening live or podcast and all these stories that we talk about except for greg's boating stuff which isn't boating related mm. uh, you can find it at worldofboating.com or world of boating on facebook so if you haven't already done so check us out like us and we promise we don't uh you know uh just pester you with stories that are not popping up in your newsfeed. one maybe two a day will pop up and these give you a hint as to what we're probably going to be talking about on saturday so you know it's nice when we get uh you know some of our followers there they they jump in with some comments on some stories and that those things might even be talked about while we're on there so uh take a look at that but big news uh out of the fort lauderdale boat show is raymarine uh has signed a an agreement with avicus now avicus is got this totally autonomous boat and abacus is a subsidiary of hyundai okay and this is their their new boat uh new as in neural uh new boat level two uh autonomous navigation system for recreational boats Hmm. and they signed a memorandum of understanding with raymarine to bring the product to market so here's my question and this, and the reason why this is big news is because they're moving this. You know, they did this with a big LG carrier, uh, made news. Uh, I think earlier this year, maybe last year, where you know a fully autonomous uh, carrier, you know, ocean going uh, with this technology. Right. So as this inevitably finds its way into the recreational boat market, when what? Here's a question: Why do you go boating? And the reason why I ask that question is, when I go boating, I go not just for the love of being out on the water and getting someplace secluded or going out and seeing something that maybe I haven't seen before, but I love the act of driving a boat or a yacht. Understood. And it's not, oh, I got to be in control. I like learning about the boat i like learning what boats like what they don't like how Mm -hmm, they perform mm -hmm. the different characteristics and when you take that away 
And okay, you know, we, you know, five years down the road, seven years down the road, this, this autonomous tech is now into the recreational market, especially combined with electric motors and things like that. And now you're just getting on your boat. It's going to, yeah, other than, and I've said this before, the first person that comes up with smart dock lines, dock lines that can tie themselves, or a docking system that's fully autonomous as well, you're getting on the boat. The boat's going to release. It's going to it's going to get its way away from the dock. It's going to have all these. It's going to get out underway, and you're free at that point to go about. But you know, the, when I deliver, when I train, when I teach, it's always even with the advent of electronics and autopilot, is you still have to maintain a watch at the helm. You don't ever leave the helm station. You know, to go down below or go to the aft end of the boat because you 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 just don't do that because that's when bad things happen. And now we're doing this autonomous tech that's going to make its way into recreational boating. And is that is that going too far? Well, why I do, I love, why well, do you boat? I think uh, you're mixing up uh, you know people's don't. love of boating and being a captain. Now, if you want to be no. a captain, yeah, all that stuff you just said about don't leave the helm and that that is viable. But, you know, even on the cruise ship that I was just on, one of the offerings that they have as like a, you know, activity is you get, take a tour of the bridge, meet the captain and go through all the electronics and what goes into the technical aspects of navigating a massive cruise ship like that Princess Cruise that I was on. Last did they week, give you a, down, they give you the little plastic captain's bars like they do for pilots? You know, if you, get the little you ask plastic for it, wings. they'll take care of it. <laughs> but uh, but no, but it, it's impressive technology. I mean, they got to know what they're doing. And we're talking about all the different systems on the cruise ship. Whether right. when it comes, you know, how they care, you know, how they uh, handle all the waste and everything. They're trying to make these newer cruise ships more, much more, you know environmentally friendly to the planet and all i mean there's so much technology goes into these things and not, not to mention the satellite uh navigation that they have they have to be able to turn these things on a dime the bow thrusters the engines that they use on these things i mean you can learn a ton about uh cruising and, and cruise ships that i t- i think definitely ties to boating does count to a certain aspect of boating now not everybody on board is into that kind of thing some are on just to enjoy a vacation but there are a, a big group of people that i think go out there because they like the nautical lifestyle a little bit and that kind of plays into it so i think it counts i think cruising counts as boating despite what you keep saying and, and and as far as the autonomous thing of being a passenger, you know, that's no different than, you know, air taxis like drones that are coming and that kind of thing. So, you know, what you know, will that count as being a pilot if you're just picked up and flown some, you know, point A to point B? Well, no, not no, you'll be you'll just be a passenger. But does Right, which is all you are on a cruise ship. Well, do, you you're do a pa- but have- you but you can still actively participate <laughs> in the boating room- elements of it if you want to. Do they have room service? Of course they did. It's not boating. What do you <laughs> it's mean? Not it's not boating. You're a anyway. terrible captain, Patrick. <laughs> I, I am one of the best captains, <laughs> and that's evident by the fact that I have never taken you out on the water oh, well, okay, because I know better. But it, as, this, as this tech is going to find its way into recreational boating, it does beg to answer, when does boating traditionally, the tr- when does that, it, when is it no longer boating and now it's just being a passenger on a boat and you're letting 
this autonomous tech take care of everything mm. is that is that boating to you why do you boat all right we'll talk question. more about it next on the world of boating you're listening to the world of boating radio network successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast this is orson wells ladies and gentlemen that grinning glowing globular invader of your living room is an inhabitant of the pumpkin patch and if your doorbell rings and nobody's there that was no Martian, it's Halloween. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. This is Halloween, and uh, well, a couple days from now. Uh, and it is also the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, that is me along Captain Patrick. We're now joined by Jerry the Diver Guy as well. And uh, I think he's going to need all the autonomous boating uh, abilities that they put out there on the technical side of things. Because uh, from what I understand, Jerry doesn't really have a ton of boating experience. Jerry, welcome to the world of boating. How you doing, buddy? Uh, uh-oh. Is he frozen or asleep? <laughs> I see him. Um, there he is. There he is. Okay. He just woke up. Uh, so, uh, yeah. What, what about that, Jerry? Do you have a ton of boating experience or no? Uh, I've got some, yes. Some? Like, what yeah. does that mean? Explain. Oh, uh, well, I, you know, I grew up on boats, bass boats, pontoons, everything. So. Okay, so you've had them, and you've operated yes. a few over the years. <laughs> Several. Uh, have Several. you been on a cruise, by the way? Uh, no. Yeah, okay. Well, because that would have counted uh, to uh, your boating abilities as well, by the way. that would No, it would not. No, it does not. It, but in my world, it does. But that's a whole different well, that issue. Would just, th- that yeah. would just be your eating abilities. Well, th- that's part of boating. You got to eat. Everyone has to eat whether you're a boater or not. But anyway, Jerry uh, uh, has been talking about getting a boat to live For on. nine years now. It's been a while. Eight and a half. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Who's counting? I, I'm surprised you're not down at the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show this week uh, well, trying to find a bargain or something or looking for something. Have you been thinking about that, Jerry, or no? I have thought about it, but yeah. unfortunately, of course, once again, the boat show come at a time that I am. Just couldn't uh, make it work. It was just a little tough. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, it caught him by surprise, apparently. Evidently. So. <laughs> uh, look on his face. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually having, it sounds like he, or it looks like he's having some issues because he keeps freezing up on the <laughs> close ca- cla- captioned video. Right at the perfect uh, point, too. Yeah, if there was ever if there, if there was ever time to get frozen, that is the shot. I'll tell you what, that's a perfect shot for Halloween because that's really scary. He's like, he looks spooked. <laughs> so, I don't know. He's having some connection uh, issues there in the mountains of Virginia where he resides. There, I hear him now. Just turn your video the, off. The Maybe that'll the help, Jerry. keeps going crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the internet. Right. Yeah, it says it's unstable. Mm-hmm. Well, just turn your video off. Maybe that'll help, Jerry. But, yeah, uh, well, I'm in more ways than one. Off in a house. Okay. So. Well, so what, what is the deal, though? Are, are you making any progress on finding a boat or not? 
Uh, well, I am still looking, uh, but I have a question for you. Just okay. One thing here. Boyant. So all of the boats that y'all see, like from the storms and storm damage boats. Oh, God. Right. The world happens to those. Uh, well, people, uh, they either trash them uh, and, uh, you know, they end up in a landfill or some uh, hillbilly up in the mountains of Virginia decides to buy all one. Right, no. Uh, Jerry, let me let me allow to get a competent answer to your question. Well, no, that's the truth. We talked about this a few weeks ago. We were talking about you, Jerry. I, I, okay. I knew you were going to have so, this question. I really so did. Here, so here's what happens. And, and this, you know, our, our friend, uh, our surveyor to the stars, uh, Matt Knowles, he and I had some in-depth discussions about this. And it pretty much, once anything goes, a boat in the storm that has sunk, um, yeah. that, that's going to be a write-off, um, boats that have suffered, you know, they've gotten tossed about and there's suspected structural damage, especially on these newer boats, because the way the boats are constructed access to get in and do any type of a structural repair. If the hull has been compromised, if the deck's been compromised, pretty much it's a, it's a, it's a no-go. It's going to be written off. So these boats are going to wind up getting hauled out, uh, they will get sold at auction. This is where the, the public needs to be very, very careful. Same thing with looking at cars and where these cars, was there any flood damage, whether it's, you know, like the floods we had here in central Florida where boats may, uh, cars may have been uh, underwater or boats, you know, that have suffered, uh, you know, they, they, they sank. They will get sold at auction, uh, salvage titles, Companies will come in, they'll attempt repairs, and then put them on the market, and you're going to wind up, if you're not careful, buying somebody else's problem, and you're going to wind up with a boat that is going to have a bunch, a bunch of issues, most commonly engine-related and or electrical, because the boats suffered water intrusion into the hulls, into the decks, and by and large, should not be sold. These Here, here's the sold. kicker, though, too, uh, Jerry, uh, because we talked about this a few weeks ago, because I knew you were going to come at us with this uh, question. And uh, the one thing that uh, Patrick uncovered for everyone is that unlike cars, they don't have to disclose necessarily that a that a boat has been involved in a hurricane or has been yeah, flooded or damaged yeah. uh, you know, or sunk. And so, yeah, you you could go and look for a bargain at an auction or something like that, and and you know, buyer beware because you may not know that this thing has been underwater for a certain amount of time, and there's all that unseen damage to corrosion, to, you know, engine parts and things like that that are can be easily overlooked, or if you if you don't have an experienced mechanic going through that thing with a fine. Well, that, that's my question, tone. though. I mean, you know, where I'm looking on a used market. How am I going to know what the what the difference is? Are they going to say this is a salvage title? Nope. To it or? No, that's what I'm nope. saying. Yeah, they, that's that, what I'm that's, saying. It's fire beware. It's a, you're really rolling the yeah. dice, looking here, for something here, like that. Here's the thing, Jerry. My, it, it goes without saying. If there's a boat you're interested in, getting a competent, well-respected, great yeah. reputation marine surveyor, spend the money. Have them go through the boat, through the systems. A good one, somebody like Matt Knowles is going to know exactly what to look for. He'll research the history of the boat, know where it's coming from, and who is selling the boat. 
so you're you are unfortunately going to have uh coming out of hurricane ian you're going to wind up with some boats on the market where they are going to go to auction a company's going to come in they're going to buy them for pennies on the dollar they're going to spray down the engines with wd-40 they're going to spray down the electrical room with you know corrosion shield and stuff like that and if it seems too good to be true it probably is yeah. buyer beware but get a marine survey that's going to go through and somebody who is aware of how that that part of the industry operates there are unfortunately some unscrupulous uh, uh sellers out there and they're going to they're going to you know slap these things together patch them up the best they can put them on the market make their money move on to the next one and you're left with absolutely no recourse and you're going to have a boat that's going to have, uh, unfortunately, a lot of problems. More that are just going to be like, really, what should happen with those boats when they are salvage only? They should. There should be in the industry where it's salvage, it's on the title, and they should not be allowed, really, to resell those boats. Those boats should be scrapped, stripped of any and all usable parts, and then the hulls and decks crushed and sent to the landfill that, that said i say uh jerry go for it what the heck uh, no. <laughs> well that that is one question you know, you know i've seen like you know you see hundreds of pictures and everything else of these boats stacked yeah. up on top of each other right. in mm-hmm. on land and- well you look for the one that's sitting on top of all right the exactly ones. See, that's the one common sense <laughs> you do that well, find a good I- marine <laughs> surveyor you know watch some youtube videos and then document the whole thing. When you lose your ass, uh, you know, the, at least you'll get some good uh, content on, on it and maybe some extra views on YouTube there, Jerry. Look for so. the one that got tossed way inland on the hard and is basically dry docked. Okay. That's that's the one. And on that note, we're going to have to wrap it up till next time. Remember, whether it's sail or motor, <laughs> life is better as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.